Yo, back in the days, the simplest of all things kept us occupied. We like laid jacks down and, and I mean, jacks was such a simple game. It's things that they call jacks. You bounce the ball, scoop them up. We get a deck of cards and lay them out uh, face down and play memory for an hour. You know, you're just trying to match them. Uh, but whether it was home or in school, you really only needed one thing um, to keep me occupied for hours on end. A sheet of paper. <laughs> a simple sheet of paper. We could take that and make a day with it. We had, we had spitballs, uh, paper ball fights, paper basketball. Man, the paper three-point shootouts, the horse. I had the mad ill turnaround and the, the difficult dunks. <laughs> now, in school, they had the construction paper. You know, it was dope colors, though. It's kind of thicker. Orange was, orange was my color, of course. Um, I don't remember maroon, but I bet that would have been dope if they had it. But um, we take out... Um, our two color safety scissors <laughs> make it happen with the with the crafts in our class but i mean that was all fine and good but a, a simple sheet of loosely man and and no shout outs to the perforated paper we had spiral notebooks and and that frayed mask that got all over the place then they dropped the uh, perforated joints where you could peel it off and leave a spiral inside the notebook. But the problem was when you borrow some paper and put it in with your other paper, when you put it in your trapper keeper, it didn't match up, it didn't line up. The margins was all messed up. It was too small, son. Fuck that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we get a sheet of paper though, and, and we make paper planes. Paper airplanes? Man, like bust open the trapper keeper or the Garfield folders and get some paper and get the folded. And, and you know, it'd be like, whose goes the furthest? If it did loops or not, or how cool it landed. People were like, yo, you see how it glid? <laughs> glid. Um, you know, you had to laugh at, at the, the peoples that went straight up in the air and then it went straight down on the nose. You had to laugh at those because they whack. Uh, and shout outs to getting your eye poked out, which never happened. Uh, we never even got paper cuts making paper planes, but you know, you know how parents are. Uh, I remember, <clears throat> I remember I went to the library and checked out a book on how to make different paper airplanes. I had to have the freshest planes on the block, son. And shout outs to the, to the Dewey Decimal System, uh, by the way. You know, it wasn't no computer mess, not at first at least. You'd have the, the small ass Jamie Foxx hairline forehead size boxes that you pull out and find the book you wanted and then you, uh, you, you had to look at this damn Da Vinci code that made you search the entire building for one book only to find out it wasn't there because uh, someone left it on a desk somewhere or something but you know we learned that system made you use your brain you know I remember my uh, nerd ass would go to the library and sit and get my read on. Plus, it was women up there. And the librarian was hot. I wanted her Dewey and her decimal system periodically. <laughs> anyway, paper airplanes was my signature joint, though. And, and the, the dart, I made the dart. If you don't know what the dart looks like, you gotta look it up. But, you uh, and then uh, when you learn to fold the nose in a little bit to make it go further, 
and then we learn how to rip the paper to make a spoiler or you make the loop in the middle for wind resistance man we made like paper all you needed was paper we made uh, um, the paper throwing stars you threw those joints at each other when the teacher had a back turn <laughs> or when we go outside after uh, Kung Fu Theater went off <laughs> and um, the paper cups you could fold up the paper and it would hold water. See, because in grade school, we had the water fountains, but no cups, you know, so it'd be like a mad line at the water fountain, and then you gotta do the bad cuts if you want some more water, because you couldn't take too long, because then we just pull you out of line and beat you up. But we, uh, <laughs> we learned how to fold the paper, and then you hit the water fountain, and then you could just, you just pimp strut in the class with a paper cup full of water, you know? Sipping like, yeah. Don't you wish you could fold like me? Um, uh, the paper balloon, where you can fold it up and then you like blow a hole in it and it, it blows up. But 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 the holy grail, the end all be all, the paper fortune tellers. Man, you fold that joint up and slap the uh, one, two, three, four on the top. Then on the inside, you put red, blue, green and orange some people put purple and the lames and the girls did pink because and plus they couldn't count that high um, or spell but it was like yo pick a number then you do the number and then open it up pick a color and then you spell out the color and then you lift the flap and see now then that's where the strategy comes in see if you wanted to get with a, a certain person you throw the name in there, the name of the, the girl, uh, you know, you want it, and and then be like, yeah, so you and you and Robin gonna go together, or you like such and such, you know, the kids like, oh, I don't like her, I don't like him, and it's like whatever. But see, at the bare minimum, she hear that you put her name and your fortune teller, see, so she come up and be like, yo, I heard you put my name in, and like, well, yeah, so let's go have a uh, chocolate milk. Or you had the ones that you open up and say somebody stink or eat their boogers or you like the fat kid in school, that, um, the, the fat kid in social studies that smell like sweat mustard and burnt green olives. <laughs> but, you know, I still make those joints. I'll be at work like, hell, pick a color. <laughs> um, oh, and paper mache was dumb and messy. Anyway, today we're going to go to the small screen, talking 80s and 90s uh, TV lineups, TGIF versus must-see TV. So, without any hesitation, let me go fold up some paper. <laughs> Hit my theme music. Yeah. Only, yeah. only yeah. you, you, you will understand, understand and appreciate, and appreciate what's about to happen. Now this goes down to my people's representing me, a smooth operator operating correctly. Now this goes down to my people's representing me. Eclectic relaxation. Now this goes down to my people's representing Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. E. You conceited bastard. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. I'm to introduce myself. You want the man. Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. You said I'm not to eat, you wanna make it burn.
be acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator When I step up in the place, they know I step correct Girls, rub on your titties Got that neck, not shit that make you break your neck Look good, but fuck ugly Attitude is all fucked up in real shit. I got you stuck off the realness. We be the infamous. You gotta get your groove on. I speak clearly so you can understand. E. The dopest, flyest, OG pimp, hustler, gangster player, hardcore motherfucker living today. To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick. Yeah, must see TV. That was like 82, um, to 92, 93. After then, I mean, it really wasn't must see TV anymore. The main shows you had Family Ties and Cheers and Night Court, Different World, of course, The Cosby Show. Um, later on, you had Seinfeld and Friends and Wings. I never watched Wings, it just looked stupid. Um, but back in the day, though, Thursday nights was locked down. You better not call nobody's house at 8 o'clock on Thursdays. It was 8, you know, Cosby at 8. Uh, 8.30 was Family Ties or a Different World after that drop. And then Cheers at 9. You know, it was a wrap on TV for that for that, uh, for that hour, hour and a half. Uh, Cosby Show was a beast. They had Lisa Bonet when she was at her sexiest. Um... Uh, Bill Cosby when he was at his funniest and a bunch of other kids. <laughs> you know, they thought they were slick too. That awful Sandra wasn't even thought of on the show. The The first show, they said that they only had four kids and Sandra didn't even show up until like halfway through the first season. They should have just left her off. It was awful. You know what I'm saying? Like her and Elvin and the stupid twins, Winnie and Nelson. Anyway, the bugged out thing though was they originally wanted Whitney Houston to play Sandra. Now that would have changed things forever. She, you know, she might still even be around. And how you gonna do a show and not know what the character's name's gonna be? Like, Cliff is called Clifford in the first joints, and uh, they call him uh, Theo Teddy. I'm just saying. Uh, Cosby Show was dope though. And shout outs to Justine and. and Miss Westlake, yeah. Miss Westlake, I wanted some Dragon Lady. I'm gonna have to do a Cosby Show uh, slash a Different World podcast. Who wanna be the Who wanna be the guest? Um, family Ties was dope. Um, family Ties were only, but you know, it was only half the cast at best was entertaining. You had Alex and Elise and Skippy. And probably Lauren. Uh, Shout-outs to Courtney Cox. You didn't even remember she was on there. Um, and again, like Whitney on Cosby Show, they originally offered the, uh, the Alex job to uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah, some Matthew Broderick. Um, Family Ties had the dope theme, too. Sha-la-la-la, son. <laughs> I don't recall ever seeing a chocolate face on that show, though. Anyway, the greatest character, though, was Uncle Ned. That was uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> he was on the run from the FBI. 
on one show, and then later on he was an uh, alcoholic. <laughs> so, uh, shout-outs to getting blitted off of vanilla extract. Yo, Uncle Daddy, you okay? I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's see. Now, there ought to be some alcohol in here somewhere. Oh, I forgot. Marinated artichoke hearts. You ever have a real good artichoke high, Alex? <laughs> Cut it out, Uncle Ned. You, you really don't need this. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, 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 oh. Here we go. Now, it may not be Miller time, but it is vanilla time. Just <laughs> look at you, kid. Now, remember, don't drive and bake. <laughs> believe this you just drank a whole bottle of vanilla extract i'm sorry did you want some no um cheers cheers was a classic i mean this is back when there was a legit argument over shelly long or kirstie alley you know uh sam malone was a he was a pimp uh woody was mostly annoying uh, norm and cliff they were the show they were the stars of the show they could have kept carla out of there um but my baby lilith sternin I don't know what it was, but I wanted some Lilith. I don't know, maybe it was when she had her hair up in the bun and she let her hair down one time, or, you know, pay me no attention. Um, but ironically, for a show centered around a bar, there weren't many bar fights, and they didn't do much uh, alcoholism stories that much, you know. Uh, but an incredible show, and uh, the, the Tortellis <laughs> sucked. Uh, so no shout-outs to the spinoff. The other show was Night Court, one of the most slept-on comedies of the 80s. Harry was cool. Uh, Bull was cool. Roz was cool with that driest curl. But the show was about Dan Fielding and Christine. Like, yo, Marky Post was the sexiest woman on TV to me for uh, at least two two years. <laughs> NBC had the women, you know? Uh, and they had the other shows, like... Caroline in the City and Dear John and Frasier. Hey, none of that stuff did anything for me. Fuck out of here. Um, TGIF was uh, ABC's TV blog around 89 to 2000 or so. Now, most people remember Mr. Belvedere and Full House and Perfect Strangers and that whack ass Just the Ten of Us. Shouts to Classic. Um, dinosaurs. I could never get into dinosaurs. I was getting too old for that mess. Uh, Step by Step, uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Sister, Sister. Now, see, that I used to watch because I wanted to smang uh, uh, Tamara. She she was the sister with the mole. Uh, <laughs> so I watched that. Um, and, and Family Matters. You can't, you can't forget about Family Matters. Um, the thing about those shows, though, see, the shows in the 90s were more jokey. And the writing wasn't as dope as the 80s, you know. The must-see TV had plots and dynamic characters and story arcs. The 90s, the 90s joints was just like, hey, here's a joke, and the character that act crazy. You had Urkel, act crazy. Balgi, act crazy. Uncle Joey, act stupid. You know, and stuff like that. You know, catchphrases and shit. But the, um, the, the 80s joints was just good TV. Now, you know, Family Matters, I like for a couple of reasons. But when it became the all Urkel everything show and you no know, Michelle Thomas, I was done. And not to mention, uh, Judy went upstairs and, and Carl had her uh, rubbed out. Shout outs to the Click Nation. Um, now, out of all the sitcoms ever, 
with all the women we grew up crushing on. You notice no one ever mentions uh, Laura Winslow. <laughs> no one wanted her ever. I'd rather have uh, Mother Winslow <laughs> than Laura Winslow. Matter of fact, no girls ever say Eddie either. Like, Family Matters might have the most unattractive cast in sitcom history. Of course, not shouted. Uh, of course, not counting Michelle Thomas or uh, uh, Cherry. But, and yes, you know, I have Judy uh, Winslow movies. The crave isn't so bad. Bygones. Uh, Full House was mad corny. But back in the day, it was okay. The premise was, the premise alone was dumb. But, you know, you quickly forgot about that. But, you know, it was all about fine-ass thickums. <laughs> thickums Kimmy Gibbler, though. You know? Uh, if it weren't for Mary-Kate and Ashley, I'm pretty sure that show would have been canceled early. Uh, what else did they have? Mr. Belvedere, that was the hidden jewel. That was the hidden jewel of the lineup. Chris Hewitt, he, he rocked that show. He and Wesley were the only things that kept that show afloat. You know, the rest of the cast were useless. And uh, <laughs> shout-outs to the Huffnagels. We never saw them, though. <laughs> but they was all, Wesley was always dissing them. Um... Uh, Perfect Strangers was my show, but just for Balky. It was like the new odd couple, you know. They had me with the Dance of Joy and the uh, Bibby Botka song. <laughs> that was that shit. Um, so, like, if it, was a, if it was up to me and a prize fight, I'm giving it to Must See TV. They have more classic shows and more memorable episodes. You know, I could talk about, you know, those joints all day, but I'm going to have... Uh, uh, um, Howard Decker Esquire from the law firm of uh, GTZ and C. So <laughs> we're gonna talk enough uh, TV to fill up uh, uh, two blocks of uh, must see and TGI. So um, with that being said, let's get it. I can't wait to get to school each day. Tonight on TTIN, NBA All-Star Larry Johnson joins Urkel for a little two-on-two. A fast-paced family matters. Then it's the champ, George Thorman, in a new show. It'll be a knockout. Sure. And the code man knows success. Is life good or what? Step by step. Plus, Nicole takes charge of her life on Hanging with Mr. Cooper, an all-new TTIN. Welcome back to the Eclectic Discussion Podcast. Uh, hashtag EDP. That means I'm me and you're you. Uh, this is the Must See TV versus TGIF Battle of the Early 80s versus 90s Appointment Television Show. It's a very long title. Um, at this point, I'd like to introduce my guest, um, devoted husband and father, co-creator of underscoopfire.com, co-creator of Pork Chop Sideburns and Moves, the uh, owner 
of a complete set of vintage first generation Monchi cheese. <laughs> the, the Epstein of the podcaster sweat hogs. See, let's see, Corey is Arnold, uh, Joe is Vinny, and then that makes me the black guy. Uh, one half of Click and Deck, the Deck Star, aka the Hitman Deck Heart, Howie Decker. <laughs> Welcome to the show, sir. Wow, yes, it is Howard the Deck honored to join Eclectic, aka Collect and Deck, aka Howard Castle and Eclectic, aka Decky Bartakamoose and Cousin Klecky, aka Deck Chocula and Cleckenberry, aka the Eclectic Discussion Podcast Episode 11 gets decked. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I think we, uh, we that, was our, that was our first um, AKAs. Uh, for me on this show, and it's a it's a great introduction, and I like the tagline of this episode. Yeah, I, I was channeling the rock there. I was gonna say something like, "Finally, the deck has come back to EDP," but since it's my first, I couldn't. Yeah. Next time. Yeah, next time. Definitely next time. Um, that was perfect. I appreciate you uh, 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 sliding down to uh, Eclectic Studios um, on the uh, corner of Alphabet Street and Electric Avenue. <laughs> Shout out to Eddie Grant uh, and participating in the randomness here. Well, you know, you know what I realized is I listen to a handful of podcasts every week, and each of them range from anywhere from two to five regular hosts. And you, sir, are the only one who can take off and land the plane all by yourself, Captain Solo. And that's why you are the Vin Scully of my podcast library. Vin Scully. The dulcet tones of Vin Scully. It's time for Dodger Baseball. I appreciate that one. That was that was that was pretty good. And let me just get this let me just get this out of the way because I feel like it's the the elephant in the room in podcast talk in our little circle is uh, regarding your production value. Okay. Much much has been said about it, and based on the typical high quality of the EDP production value. Uh, and how sort of the background songs a lot of times are, are based on the tone of the segment and you know the, the, the how the guest is and what you're talking about. I hope to hear, to reflect my feelings about being on your show, yes. I hope to hear Bill Medley and Jennifer Warren's belt now, I had the time of my life at some point behind me. <laughs> will that, will that, will that uh, perfectly encapsulate your feelings right now? It would. I can't think of it. It's almost like they are in my head, and they wrote that song 25 years ago about this moment. Uh, a flash to um, Howie and myself holding hands and spinning in a circle, looking up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and by by the way, based on the uh, the most recent uh, Cold Slither Pod episode, uh, if you'll check your Twitter, you should have a new follower at not Basset Hound Face. It's Maggie Gyllenhaal's Twitter account. <laughs> 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 Basset Hound Face. Not verified yet. Yeah, we need to get that verified. Uh, yeah. What a long face. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the tagline instead of why so serious. Exactly. It looks like someone uh, poured oatmeal down her forehead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not the sexiest woman. I would absolutely rather go on a romantic date with her brother than her, and I don't say that often. Yes, and I, I would rather go on a romantic date with a handful of mad balls from uh, <laughs> circa 1984. 
<laughs> you could take your uh, pogo ball down the street to yes. take the magic balls to dinner. Yeah, it's like if you if you if you get a, a big fat of uh, the uh, old muscle figures and yes. and melted them and then put eyeballs, then you would have Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> she should wear a clear plastic garbage can as her costume on Halloween and say she's a container of muscle figures. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, before the first uh, uh, mentioning of the topic of the show, the show is off the rails. Cleck and That's deck. what we do. That's what we do. Cleck and deck. No, ra- there is no rails. Yeah, there's no rails unless you're talking about uh, paraphernalia. Shoutouts to Mario. Um, exactly. <laughs> Episode ten. And, and and since we're referencing the the EDP library, the f- I celebrate the full catalog of EDP. By the way, <laughs> uh, unlike. Uh, Tank and Fogs, who I I am I can't vouch for those guys anymore. Uh, they didn't mention being a part of Underscoop Fire on on Cold Southern, and for that I'm glad because I can't vouch for guys who don't know the subject material. I, I, how many times did you bring up Bruce Wayne and the Batcave murders, and it just got just crickets <laughs> chirping. You know, and it's like, they, you do your homework, guys. This is groundbreaking podcasting, well, and uh, I can't vouch for those gentlemen anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, it is, it is, a, um, is a publicly known fact that I have five listeners, and uh, obviously, <laughs> uh, uh, folks, and you, they're not one, uh, one of the five. <laughs> you, ever, you ever wonder, and I wonder this all the time about Underscoop Fire, when you get a guest that's a, of, of celebrity stature, uh, and you do get sort of the influx of new listeners, like with your uh, Spinderella having her on the show. You ever wonder then, like, over the next two weeks when people come back and they sort of expect similar, and then they see the topic is like, you know, uh, taking apart Smurf Village and dissecting <laughs> the relationship between Scooby and Scrappy and things like that. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that, that you know what, you're absolutely right. You know, you got... Um... Uh, uh, run from Run DMC, like oh, let me tune back into this guy's show, and oh, oh no. <laughs> so, right, Bruce, yeah. so Bruce Wayne made Robin do what? <laughs> I don't, we don't want to be pigeonholed into the category of uh, prestigious uh, broadcasters who actually are, you know, have a any sort of pedigree in interviewing celebrities. No, no, we want to make sure to keep it real and talk about. Uh, like you introduced me as the the Manchi chief. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, uh, surely today's show, tonight's show, is gonna follow suit with what we'll get into. Yeah, should we should we ever get into it? Right. Okay, we're actually gonna get into it. Uh, now, uh, coming off the heels of my uh, top uh, 50 80 sitcoms of all time. Um, we're, we're still going to talk television shows, and in this particular uh, show, we're going to talk about NBC's must-see TV lineup versus ABC's TGIF lineup. So, um, it, it's, I like to say it's 80s versus 90s because most of the uh, must-see TV uh, stuff ended right before the 90s, but, you know, we can, it doesn't really matter. Um, so, NBC had... 
Cosby Show and Cheers and Night Court, Seinfeld, A Different World, News Radio, Wings, a whole bunch of other shows I never watched. Some I did. Um, what was your favorite lineup or memories of those shows uh, back in the day? I think my favorite, the, the my favorite lineup is the the quintessential must-see TV lineup that I think I assume everyone thinks of the get home early to make sure to be in time to catch must-see TV Thursday. Shout-outs to no DVRs yet. Right. Uh, and that is the 8 p.m. The Cosby Show to Family Ties to Cheers to Night Court. Um, with, and that was from 84 to 87 with Family Ties then replaced by Different World in fall of 87. Yeah, I'm... I was uh, I mentioned earlier in the show it was during those times you do not call anyone's house Thursdays at eight o'clock. <laughs> exactly. And it was taboo because you know because at that point if you did you might get a busy signal because you take it off the hook. Yes. You take, <laughs> you take it off the hook. Uh, shout out to rotary phones, mm-hmm. which was which was very hard if um, on people if their phone numbers had a lots of, a lot of nines and zeros in it. Oh, yeah. yeah, nobody wanted any of that. Um, you could make muffins in the time it took the nine to get back to the to the around the horn. Yes, you could make muffins, <laughs> blueberry, uh, banana, walnut, my personal favorite, um, or um, uh, yeah, blueberry with strawberry shortcakes, our uh, best friend. Speaking of wheels, quickly, I just want to say that this podcast, just as all my appearances on all podcast under scoop fire or otherwise i am coming to you google free so you will not hear uh any kind of basically if you throw something at me that i uh you catch me off guard i don't have the power of research uh i like to do it basically i like to podcast rotary phone style and so you won't hear um the loud scroll wheel that was also mentioned on the most (laughs) recent colts leather that you then referred to as uh tank having the wheel from lost Yes. Uh, this is scroll wheel, which we would have also accepted the, the Price is Right wheel in that spot. Yes, the Price is Right wheel or a life-size uh, Game of Life wheel. Yes, we would accept that as well. Yes. Checked with the judges. Yeah, and uh, shout-outs to Rod Roddy and the Mountain Climber. So, uh, so what's better, Planko or the Mountain Climber? I was just going to say, if you can, if you can find... And I don't put it past you with the production value, but the sound effect for the mountain climb. You talking about the little yodeler? The la, 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 la. Yes. Oh yeah. Plinko is way overrated. Mountain climb. Mountain climber, hands down. That's right. And the uh, mountain climber. He, he was a uh, snazzy dresser. Very. Like the little shorts with the suspenders. I think we might need to bring that back. Yeah. I'm actually. I'm wearing that now. I. It's. I'd like to tell people it's my. My uh, Deki Bartakamoose costume, but ah, it's actually the Mountain Climber costume. No, don't be Cousin Kalecki. What's your? Fa- we might have to put up a poll. What was your favorite of that? I'm partial to to Deck Chocula and Cleckenberry. Yes, the uh, the podcaster uh, Monster Cereal. Uh, but Howard Castle and McClectic works too for me. Yeah, I kind of like that. We we will definitely put up a poll and please vote for your uh, favorite. Uh, Must see TV. Uh, what was the best show or your favorite show out of all of them? Well, it's funny because as much as 
I think of Muscy TV as that quintessential lineup with Cosby, Family Ties, Cheers, Night Court. Uh, the best show that was considered part of Musty TV's lineup at one point is, to me, Friends. Here come the booze. Uh, yes, ladies, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to uh, thank you for coming out to the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for for Howie Decker, I'm um, eclectic, and uh, God bless you. Thank you for coming out. Good night. All right. Here's here, here's why. Uh, I examined I examined my history, and the only show I've ever been really into that didn't have a minimum of one attractive female in the cast is Golden Girls, which Whoa. has an asterisk because everyone knows how I feel about B. Arthur. Tramp. I am a tramp. Blanche, have you heard the latest ad campaigns? Join the Navy, see the world, sleep with Blanche Devereaux. <laughs> Join the Army, be all you can be, and sleep with Blanche Devereaux. <laughs> the Marines are looking for a few good men who have not slept with Blanche Devereaux. Elegantly sexy, sophisticated woman. <laughs> but for, for me to be on... For me to be on board with a show, I have to have some level of crush on a cast member. And Friends gave me three viable options. I mean, you cannot, even today, my favorite shows are Modern Family, Big Bang Theory, and New Girl. Each one gives me something to look at when they're not being funny. You know, I can I can uh, appreciate that because there is an eclectic rule to uh, television that I, that I offer in the book. I watch um, a lot of questionable shows that uh, you know people will raise an eyebrow to but I watch them as long as I have a show girlfriend and once that show girlfriend is no longer there I typically leave the show yep so I I mean that that's my argument I know a lot of times I get you know uh, into debates about the merits of friends versus Seinfeld and and Cheers and the, the, no the more manly shows. I'll admit they're more manly shows. Yeah, more manly shows, uh, better written shows, better cast show, <laughs> uh, probably even better theme song shows. But uh, sure, go. For we'll it. get into. I'll further defend my point later. Not necessarily in favor of Friends, but I'll, I'll defend my stance later of why I necessarily wasn't as huge of a. Seinfeld or Cheers fan as I should have been. Fair enough. Um, if I would have had to pick there, I would. It would be um, hard for me to pick between Cosby Show, Seinfeld, Night Court. So, since this is my show, I don't have to uh, vote. <laughs> uh, what about your least favorite or worst show of that uh, lineup? My least favorite and. I hesitate to call it the worst show because I know it did get, you know, sort of uh, well received, but I just never could get into Mad About You. Uh, Paul Reiser was okay in My Two Dads, and obviously, shout outs to Stacey Keenan, but I've and, never. Uh, shout outs to um, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, exactly. But I've never been a fan of that, that sort of overly New York brand of comedy and watch out for I, classic is gonna uh, tweet me on this one but i just like, people like billy crystal like paul I, I just feel like i'm at a, at a bagel shop or something when i watch them i'm just I, I like i get it but it's not my 
not my thing. Maybe I lived in the South too long. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I can understand that. I thought Mad About You was awful. I also thought Wings was awful. So. Yeah, like I never got into Wings. A lot of my friends liked it, and I, what I saw about it was okay, but it didn't obviously captivate me because I never, I couldn't keep going back to it. But I, you know, there was a couple funny characters on there for sure. Okay, well, since you basically poo-pooed Cheers in favor of uh, Ross and Rachel, where, where, you, where you're sitting in front of your TV wondering if Ross and Rachel were going to get together, did you have your, your, your little decky fingers crossed? <laughs> Never wondering, because I knew. I knew it was going to happen. Do you, do you Never have, wondering. Do you, do you have the Puff Daddy remix of Smelly Cat on your iTunes, lover? I was gonna say, I know that you know one of our talking points was gonna be, and you said since I poo pooed cheers, uh, whether you know Cosby Show versus cheers, right? Am I jumping the gun on that? That's okay, jump the gun. I, yeah. As long as we don't jump any sharks, guns are all right to jump. At the time, for for it, between Cosby and Cheers, at the time Cosby was my was my choice, but now Cheers, and that's because at the time, being an, anywhere from an eight to fourteen year old kid, the family dynamic was all I knew, and now. You know, so I related to that show. It was funny because I saw elements in it that I that I got. Um, as an eight-year-old kid, there was some some aspects of Cheers that sure they were universally humorous, but I didn't get that dynamic. Well, now, after going through a period from 2000 to 2007 where I went to the same bar for three to five nights a week, I yeah. get that now. Alcoholism on a very special Decky Brewster. <laughs> exactly a very special season not episode but yeah that so i you know i get that now the whole the regulars and the dynamic and how the they the bar becomes your family um so yeah now ask me and i want to watch cheers reruns over cosby but at the time it was all all hawks Wolves. okay I, I can i can see that and um i, li I like the Sam Malone, uh, the early seasons of Cheers where he was uh, getting his Don Draper on. Uh, exactly. Could, yeah, I could appreciate that. Uh, what about theme song? Better theme song? You, you can't beat when that bass line comes in and that night court theme is just some intergalactic funk. I mean, really listen to it. You guys put the, re the, the uh, mashup of it with the Beastie Boys on. Uh, one of the Colts other reps, I think. Or was that on your, was that on EDP? It might have been on EDP. Who, who knows what goes on that? Shout out to the Colts of the podcast. It was, it was awesome. So I rock a house party at the drop of a hat. Yeah, I beat a body down with the lunar with black. A lot of people, they Like, I listened back to it a few times, and I just, that night court theme is just too much. Even over the sha-la-la-la. Yeah, you know, sha-la-la-la is cute and all, and it, it makes you feel like you're it's a moving greeting card or something and i always picture the paintbrush painting elise keaton's arm red but you know i just night court's funky shout outs to there ain't no nothing <laughs> we can't love each other through yeah. that, um as, as a young uh, kid 
going to uh, school, learning there ain't no nothing was not pretty, was not good for uh, English lit. But, no, the teachers frowned on the Family Ties theme song. Or the, uh, the, the, the Seinfeld uh, Pringles commercial uh, music. <laughs> yes, once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, now we these uh, NBC must-see TV shows. Um, I'm not sure how many or if they even produce many spinoffs. I can only think of a couple. But I will ask you: better spinoff, A Different World spinoff of Cosby Show, or Frasier spinoff of Cheers? Well, I've never been a Kelsey Grammer fan, and. And you also never been a young black woman in college either. That's true. And uh, like I said, uh, Cheers kind of went over my head. Now, my favorite Kelsey Grammer role, if this tells you anything, is Stinky Pete in Toy Story 2, with shout-outs to Down Periscope. Uh, widely unknown widely unknown fact is Kelsey Grammer's cousin, Country, was featured on a Nelly album. Oh, my. Well, there you Sorry. have it, ladies and gentlemen. Where, where, to, where to tie that in? And yeah, and country grammar is his uh, musically inclined cousin. But yeah, I, you know, I don't know if some of these shows I'm looking at, uh, or I looked at when I was doing my, my due diligence here, it, I don't know if they were spinoffs or not, but I don't even remember them at all. Like, there was one that came on as a mid-season replacement for Night Court in 87 called Nothing in Common. And I have to believe that is not based on the Bobby and Whitney song. Uh, no, no, that, that is absolutely not basic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I gotta go the better spinoff in that case is Different World, just being not a, not a Kelsey Grammer fan. Yeah, I wonder what that uh, show would have been like if they would have kept the original cast at uh, Marissa Torme and oh, yeah. a whole bunch of yeah. other people. But I, I, I agree. One thing I did like about uh, must-see TV is when they would sort of tie the, all the storylines together in a way, not with the characters, but they would have a common theme throughout the, the block. So like one Thursday night, I think it was called like Blackout Thursday, and they had the um, Mad About You had a power outage because Paul was trying to steal cable, and then in Friends, the power went out, and Chandler got stuck in the ATM vestibule with Jill Goodacre from Victoria's Secret. I like when they used to sort of tie it together with a common theme. That's cool. Yeah, I remember stuff like that. Um, my favorite uh, thing, which, you know, would lean me towards the uh, Frasier and the Cheers camp is I had the uh, big crush on Lilith. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I wanted, I wanted me some B.B. Newworth. It's just kind of a uh, straight-laced uh, disciplinarian. I see what you're into, you freak. Yeah, that's what it is. She, she looked like a piece of chalk with a ponytail, but I don't, I don't know what it is. Or the uh, the fun dipstick, the lickum lickum uh, lickum stick. But uh, yeah, I had I had the uh, crush on the uh, Lilith Stern. Wow! All right. Yeah, that's right. You take that. Lilith Stern, motherfuckers. At least it wasn't on. At least it wasn't on. Uh, Carla. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not and never. Didn't they have a spin-off from Cheers too for yeah, like two no. episodes? <laughs> or in DeVito? It was more than two episodes. <laughs> I, I think it went five. It was um, about how long I watched. 
Yeah, it was uh, with the uh, the hockey player um, husband she had, Tortellis. Yeah, that the was a tor- Tortellis. Yeah, that's right. It always made me want pasta for dinner. Yes. They should have did a tie-in with uh, Chef Boyardee. Tortellis and meat sauce, motherfuckers. <laughs> Good thing Meatball wasn't on that show. Is there a character named Meatball somewhere along the line? Uh, Probably not. No, well, we do have Meathead. That's, yeah, maybe that's something to think of. Or maybe Boner. Oh, man, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, we just went from uh, rated G to rated uh, PG-13. We're talking Meatballs and Boners on ADP. <laughs> Call your friends. <laughs> it's must-hear podcasting. That's right. Um, okay. So... <laughs> Hilarious. Um, now we're gonna do some either or. Mm-hmm. Sam Malone, cheers, or Dan Fielding from Night Court. With all due respect to Sam Mayday Malone, to answer your question, Reinhold Fielding Elmore. Wow. With man. all due respect to Mayday, I'm going with Dan Fielding. Uh, that is the correct answer. Nice. Uh, is this wait? Is this Scantron? Because I don't think my pencil pencil's number two. Uh, shout out to number two. I think this is Scantron. It's the green and white Scantron. All right, good. That should be good. Look, here's the secret. Just spell Abacadabra all the way down. All right. Yeah, I wish I knew that back in school. Oh, <laughs> uh, Theo. Theodore, who in the uh, beginning of Cosby Show, they called him Teddy for some reason. Uh, <laughs> Theo Huxtable or Alex P. Keaton? Alex, for his ability to carry the episode by himself, being the clear-cut main character and the ability to break your heart with ability in the beaters. What did you think? Episode. Uh-oh. But, you know, Theo needed cliff the the justine scene only works with cliff the blues begging level my son now listen to me justine justine Listen to me. You're a dog. You're a dog. You're under the house. It's 22 below zero. The wind is blowing fierce. You're freezing and you're cold. And the only person who can open that door for you is Justine. The, the coming out of the bathroom with covered in shaving cream only works with Cliff saying when when uh, Theo says too much and Cliff says no no I sometimes I use three or four cans myself <laughs> you know he, he, you need so Alex could carry it whereas Theo needed Cliff yeah I, I, I tend to agree I mean now here's the thing what if uh, I'm, I'm sure you know this but they offered that role to Ferris Bueller yeah, yeah, Anytime. I know. It's a different, right? 
and, and we're talking the, uh, the role of Theo. It was going to be a very interesting Cosby oh. show <laughs> with yeah. Matthew Broderick as uh, Heathcliff Hustle's son. Well, there, there you would go finally with the, uh, at some point I heard a discussion of how between Webster and different strokes, they had sort of uh, cornered the market on the white parents adopting the young black boy, but where was the uh, black parents adopting the white son? Yeah. They, that would have been it. We needed that. Let's pretend that they really offered them the family ties role. Um, <laughs> right. How, how different would that have been? That would have been an interesting show. Yeah, very. But, you know, we can do this all day and look back at all the people that could have been Han Solo and the people that could have been in Back to the Future. And, I mean, you think about it, it's like you can't picture it any way, other way than it did happen. But Yeah, they offered um, uh, a young Eartha Kitt the Han Solo role, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Based on her Catwoman strength, <laughs> you know, totally changes the Star Wars universe. Yes, and a young Estelle Getty was going to be Nail Harper. Um, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> yeah, and I heard uh, Denzel was up for the role of Joey, but he he couldn't. They weren't impressed with his whoa. I, I read that. I read that. Let's not let's not forget Will Smith was going to be Oliver on the, the Brady Bunch. And he was going to be uh, Sam on Different Strokes. <sighs> wow, Danny Cooksey, shout out. No shout outs. Nah, you're right. Yeah, he should have stayed fake kidnapped. <laughs> Forever. Yeah, why couldn't he have went to the bike, bike shop? Because <laughs> we, we would have been rooting for Gordon Jump. Yes. Like the killer in Saw, Jigsaw, how you root for the bad guy, we'd have been rooting for the molester. Terrible. Or at least just shove him in a Maytag. (laughs) Lock it up. Yeah, put it on permanent span. Uh, (laughs) Diane Chambers or Rebecca Howe? That's a tough one. At at her best, Kirstie Alley looks like a female Jim Brewer. No, shouts to Goat Boy. Right. So that, but Diane, Shelly Long, I'm just not attracted to. So I guess I go Rebecca Howe and I just hope I don't have goat boy visions at the wrong time. Yeah, you know, you got goat boy versus a lemur. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very much a lemur. Meerkat manner. So uh, I guess, I guess I could see the Re- Rebecca Howe, even though the real answer is Lilith Sternin. Yeah, you're right. Um, there's a lot of forgotten shows um, for the um, Mussy TV. Yeah, Mama's Family. That was kind of a part of Mussy TV. Yeah, uh, I always liked Mama's Family. I would love to a, a reunion. I'd very much like to know what Iola is up to right now. Exactly. Uh, Out All Night. A lot of people don't remember Out All Night. Um, Dear John. Yeah, that... I mean... I, I still have that theme song in my head, but I don't remember watching one episode of it. I think I, re- I think I saw a half of a half of one. Uh, I think I, I think it was the theme song was a bit for pro- prophetic because at the end it said, "By the time you read this note, I'll be gone." And in my head, I was singing, "By the time you finish this theme song, I'll be gone." <laughs> Changing the channel. Uh, yeah. Out all night had the. Um... <clears throat> Had a young Vivica Fox, a um, Morris Chestnut, Dwayne Martin, Pay LaBelle, and um, eight watchers. Eight viewers. <laughs> wow. That's 
actually pretty good compared to The Naked Truth and Suddenly Susan. Oh, no. And, oh, shout-outs to fame and we got it made. <laughs> and something called Madman of the People. I have never heard of Madman of the People. Wait a minute, about- was that the one with, um... um I don't know. So you you could say a Tyrannosaurus and works at a Burger King, and I I can't give you an answer on that. No, that was the one with Dab- Dabney Coleman. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Shout That's out to uh, 9 to 5. 9 to 5, yeah. Shout out to make him drink Ajax in his coffee or whatever. Uh, rat poison. Rat poison, yes. Really calm one. Mm. Uh, incredible shrinking woman. Yes. Great movie. This is how we stay on topic, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay. TGIF. Let's yes. See. Now, this TGIF is what more people remember because it's the 90s and more people were watching TV. Around this time is when I kind of stopped. But, yeah, Perfect Strangers, Full House, Mr. Belvedere, Step by Step, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Boy Meets World, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Family Matters, a whole bunch of shows that some people hold dear to their heart. What are your memories of those shows? Yeah, well, while you were maybe stopped watching TV at this point and you were out getting to second base, I was very much still watching these shows. Second so base have, second base playing kickball with a dirty volleyball. Dirty volleyball, nice. Uh, I have very strong memories of these shows. Uh, favorite lineup there... Uh, and the memories of it were how the they used to tie the whole thing together with cutscenes in between. Shout outs to Ninja Gaiden, and they would yes. have <laughs> uh, like like uh, Larry and Belky would be just sitting there on the couch and just sort of every time they went to commercial or came back to commercial during all four shows in the block, they would sort of, they like hosted the night, and it really kind of tied it all together, and they. TGAF kind of did that all the way through. They had, at one point, they had, uh, towards the end, they had uh, Hanson, the, the group, the Mbop. They had them host TGIF as a lead-up to their special Meet Hanson, which is not to be confused with this show. Nobody wants to be on Meet Chris Hanson. <laughs> no. Uh, why don't you have a seat? <laughs> so you have Mike's Hard Lemonade and some, a pack of Magnums. <laughs> No, no, I just looking, just want to stop by and say hi. So, uh, do, do you know how old uh, Jessica is? I've, I've never done this before. I, I think I'm going to leave now. I have no idea I'm going to get tackled on the side of the garage. Well, wait, wait a second, uh, Long and Strong 768. It says right here. <laughs> hey, I, I'm just a school teacher, man. I don't want any trouble. Yes, you're right. It says right here, I'm going to take you to class and teach you a thing or two. When I stick my and your, you'll like it a lot. Oh, yes, the special meet Chris Hansen as part of TGIF. Yes. And uh, one of the uh, um, Hansen boys did grow up to do porn, and his one of his debut movies was Meet Hansen. Mmm, <laughs> Bob, with an extra M. Yes. No, yeah, I liked how they sort of tied it all together on TGIF. They had, they went way farther than Must See TV as far as trying to create a brand. They had, in 1991, they actually had trading cards to promote the TGIF lineup. Uh, 
So since I since I discovered that, I've been trolling the internet trying to find a Darius McCrary 91 tops, <laughs> or maybe a, a Don Russ Joe Marie Payton variant. Um, I would have liked to have seen if somebody had the. Uh, I remember I think it was a Fleer card where Billy Ripken had on the knob of the bat. Someone wrote "fuckface" and Sharpie, and it 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 made it to production, and it was like the most valuable card. Everybody had to have it before wow. they caught. Yeah, so I'd like to see a, uh, you know, like a Carl Winslow fuckface T-shirt or something that he that they had on the trading card. It's gotta be worth something. Yeah, or a Judy Winslow on a milk uh, milk card. Yes, where is she? She's up the steps. She's in the Maytag too. Yes. She's up the steps. Yeah. Never came back. Except for on these uh, movies as Crave. Shouts to point. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Corey, Corey Chapman. I'm scooping. Scooping porn. Um, best, uh, best show and least favorite show. Best show. Full house. Full house with family matters close. Being that my dad was a cop, that then they really hammered home the middle class point and the strict budget and the putting in your long day of work only to come home to a family that seemed like harder work than your job was i i did relate a lot to family matters but you know i for some reason it's full house that, that to this day if i'm flipping through and i see a rerun on abc family or something i watch and i just i'm still behind it and it's just so funny to watch Saget and now knowing his like stand up and his other appearances and how dirty he is and watching how hard it must have been for him to play danny tanner so straight laced and clean and dorky Oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure the outtakes and the uh, backstage stuff was hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I met, we I actually went to uh, grade school with a girl who is now out in LA and she's doing stand up and she's been in a few commercials and like a those VH1 Talking Head specials and she we had her uh, on. Don't uh, be don't be uh, don't be dropping. It's uh, Sarah Silverman. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, that uh, she was on our, our, our podcast early on, but she said she how she actually got her break. She was in New York City and doing stand up and Rebecca Romaine caught her act and sort of took her under her wing and introduced her to a whole bunch of people. And one night she went back to a, a after party with Romaine, who at the time was with John Stamos. And she said Bob Saget was there. And when they got introduced, he literally said, hi, I'm Bob Saget. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she's like, for what? And he's like, everything I've done in my career. <laughs> like, he really, like, is big into making fun of himself. And, like, she said he, you know, ripped on Full House and stuff. So, I don't know. That that just an- another little piece of the, the lore that makes me like that show. Did you sit around in front of the TV doing the um, cut it out hand motions? Oh, you know it. Cut it out. Oh, my God. The only, the only uh, redeemable thing for that show for me was the hot, sexy-ass Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> oh, my God. Kimmy Gibbler. Oh, yeah. Shout-outs to Stinky Feet. Oh, man. I, you know, I don't know. I, I do see her and say, and want to say, have mercy. That's, that's exactly what you should say when you when you see a young guy or or growing up uh, Andrea Barber. Shout out to Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah. And Worth. Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, and uh, no shout-outs to any of those other kids that came. Uh, no shout-outs to Teddy, and no shout-outs to, to, to the new twins, Ugh, Nick and I. Uh, Nick and Irene. So annoying. So annoying. Yeah, no shout-outs shout to any of those. No. Uh, yeah, I agree. There, there was some bad moments on there. Uh, the, the, as far as to, to answer the second part of your question, the worst show, to me... I, I can't say it was the worst. I just don't remember a lot about it. Was just the ten of us, and the only thing I remember was about just the ten of us, or or Jay Tuss, as us in, industry insiders call it. Oh my God, you're so was, urban. Was the hot daughters? So probably, I guess that show. But I remember Jamie Lunar was one of the daughters, and 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 I think it was like Brooke Tice or something. And then yeah, there's Tice. Heather. Yeah, Heather Langenkamp, who was the dorky one, but now is hot. And, and Tank, actually, has met her at a few of the horror cons that he goes to because she's in all these... Uh... And he said horror. He did not say he met her at horror cons. Yeah, yeah no. He, not that Tank doesn't go to horror cons, but that's not where he met Brooke Langenkamp. Yeah, I, I never got into uh, Just the Ten of Us or the uh, uh, Coach Graham Lubbock. It was a, that was a poor spinoff of uh, Ground Pants. Yeah, it it was a little weird how like he was like a a poor gym teacher who needed money and Mike Seaver tried to have a fundraiser for him and then all of a sudden next week he had a show. It's like it's not like they developed the character, which most of the time spinoffs are a character that you've seen at least a few times or was a regular cast member. It was sort of like a one off. Yeah. Lazy writing kinda. But they did have a uh, a young uh president palmer on the show yeah dennis haysbert right yeah that is all state stand <laughs> exactly and shout outs to uh sir pedro serrano wow look at you nice pull um okay so we'll, we'll do it we'll do some ethos with these guys all right um uncle joey or uncle jesse Uncle Joey, because all my life, and, and to bring it back to friends, to quote Chandler, funny is all I have. So I think I always kind of resented the smooth, good-looking guy. So Uncle Joey, for this guy. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Sabrina or Topanga? I'm going to go to Smanga, but I once had a dream and to this day, it is the most vivid, life, lifelike dream I've ever had. One of those wake up and for half the day, you still believe it really happened dreams. That I was friends with Melissa Joan Hart and that all our friends thought we were about to start dating. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, yes, I called her Tasmanga. Tasmanga. Shout out to Flint Flossy. How you like your eggs? <laughs> Fried or fertilized? Okay, okay. All right. Now, how about this? Now, did you did you watch Boy Meets World? I did a bit. I wasn't a, you know, ev- there for every. It wasn't appointment television for me, but I, I remember Ryder Strong and such. Wow. Is that another adult movie uh, star I should look up? <laughs> that was headlining the Horcon last year. <laughs> now, do you remember the two Morgans? the two Morgans mm-hmm. from Boy Meets World? Yeah, it was two two different Morgans. No. Okay, you're going to have to do some homework. Um, right. It's uh, Lily Nixay. 
Okay. And Lindsey Ridgeway. All right. And so next next week, what I want you to do is you're going to do some due diligence, and you're going to come back and tell me which one of those is more smangable. All right. I'm on it. Two Morgans. Do I, is it essay form? Uh, no. You, you, can, you can give a, a short sentence, but I need you to underline the noun once and the predicate twice. All right. Show my work? Yes, please show your work. And I want it on, on real uh, regulation loose leaf, none of that perforated bullshit. Uh, college ruled? College ruled. <laughs> you know all my tricks. Um, now, uh, more annoying or cooler, Urkel or Kimmy Gibbler? Fine as thick Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> Have mercy. Uh, I'm going to go with... Urkel as cooler, obviously because of Stefan or Cal. And he had his and, own cereal. Right, exactly. And because he, they introduced him as, you know, just the, the, the neighbor who would come back every once in a while, and he took over the show and became the main character. And because one of the big things they always remarked about Kimmy Giller was her stinky feet, and I just can't handle all that. I, I understand that you are very attracted to Andrea Barber, oh but I God. just I can't do the feet. Yeah, and then she have on the uh, the clear plastic jellies with all the holes and then the feet. And then you, you get more Fentil. of the, uh, the green smoke with the come here finger. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby-Doo style. The shout outs to the chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry phantoms. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Better theme song. If you line up Perfect Strangers, Family Matters, Full House, they all sound the same. They got the piano, the slow down moment, the camera panning the landscape, and the freeze shots of all the characters. Uh, now, with all due respect to just the ten of us and doing it the best I can. Which, by the way, there's the second reference to Bill Medley on this episode of the EDP. Oh, we got to get him in, yeah. And, and, and Coach Lubbock doing the little shake and shimmy dance in his uh, candy stripe pajamas. I'm going to go with Family Matters because even to this day, it's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. On the newspaper page. You could change it today. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on your Twitter feed. Uh-oh. I think we, we might have to go into production. We need it. We're going to have to start a new show. Family Twitters. Family tweets. Yep. Okay. I'm in. Remember the uh, crossovers of the, um, they had the Steve Urkel help Stephanie Tanner with wearing glasses on Full House. Yes. And then Urkel sent a chain letter to Corey. <laughs> and, and then Urkel blew through the roof at the end of Family Matters and landed in the step-by-step uh, house. Wow. Yes, I do now. Thanks a lot. And um, he did the... Urkel dance on step by step. Wow, there was a lot. Um, you know, where was uh? Didn't Urkel pop in and solve a crime on Moonlighting one night too at the ten o'clock block, ten o'clock hour? I think he did, and that got him a cameo role in Hudson Hawk. I think because of that, <laughs> because of the connection. Didn't uh? Didn't he? On Perfect Strangers, didn't they have him join the Mile High Club with uh, Cousin Larry's girlfriend, Jennifer, the flight attendant? 
she was hot. Oh, yeah, the two flight attendants. That The one was just straight goofy, but yeah, Jennifer, Cousin Larry, he, he outkicked his coverage with that. Oh, wait, take my balls down. Big time. Let's not forget uh, that at one point, TG, they, or they tried to bring in, they tried to sort of, on TGIF, advertise for Saturday morning and, and keep the momentum rolling. And uh, <laughs> on, on which they sh- had shows like Hammer Man, the cartoons during MC Hammer. And then they would try to bring, like they had, I think MacGyver was on like Tuesday nights forever, but then they put the series finale on Friday night just like to have TGIF as a lead in. Like, shout outs to losing your viewers. Pre-internet age, everybody's coming on Tuesday looking for their MacGyver. Little did they know, ABC switched it up on them. Yeah. That's a cruel joke back in that day. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the uh, the head of the class and the uh, the spinoff, Billy. Oh, Billy. Ugh. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I. You know, though, I I got I can't let a TJF conversation go without mentioning the wildly overlooked. Uh, ending, not ending, but like the later times of TJF where. They had uh, Friday nights where two guys and a girl and Norm, two of my favorite shows of all time that everybody, nobody seems to like. I, d- but, I, I did not mind Norm. Yeah, Norm was great, and and you know I'm a I'm a Ryan Reynolds mark, but that show was great for so many reasons. You had Nathan Fillion in there, who is now sort of everybody's geek hero, and the women on there. Oh, just love that show. I thought you were going to mention uh, Baby Talk or Dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs, yeah. How can you... Hope and Faith? Yes. Not the mama. 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 Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, lot of good things with TJI. And then, you know, it would even have me... This is how strong TJIF was. It even would lead into 2020. And as a kid, I didn't give a flip about the news, but I'd stick around and watch 2020 and see what Stossel was up to that week. I've... I, you know, check out the Stas monster and see who he's chasing down this week. The Stas monster. I got two. They gave me two hours of laugh. The least I, I can do is stick around for the Stas monster. That is that is very noble of you. You got a yeoman's job again. <laughs> exactly. Hey, let's not forget smanging with Mr. Cooper. Yes, with and folks singing the theme song. One one last thing we I I know of all people in the world you'll you'll be able to relate to this on TGIF at the very end 2003 and four there was a show called Married to the Kellys with oh. Brecken Meyer and he was married speaking of Outkick and his coverage he was married to Keely Sanchez Keely Sanchez yes who was uh, on Lost as one half of the hated pair of Nikki and Paulo Paulo Lies yes. And uh, shout-outs to getting buried alive because you're paralyzed from getting bitten by an island bug. Yeah, and the dog comes and finds out, but it doesn't matter. We're never going to go back to that. Okay, okay. The most attractive woman in TGIF history. With all due respect to uh, the aforementioned gorgeous Kimmy Gibbler, I will say... I gotta say Rebecca Donaldson, although don't sleep on Kosen Larry's girlfriend Jennifer, 
who was, uh, I think we mentioned before, the, the flight attendant, um, raped, and uh, yeah, Jennifer. Okay, so, okay, Jennifer. Um, I would go with the late, great Michelle Thomas, but that's neither here nor there. Uh-uh. <laughs> So I'm guessing that you would say the best family is the family on Family Matters or the family on Full House. Well, I, you know, and, and this just hit me before we get too far from Most Attractive Woman. Easy to forget that uh, Step by Step featured Suzanne Summers, who, you know, still passed her prime. She was at the height of the thigh master craze, so we cannot pass her and then you know yeah shout outs to red balls between your thighs exactly blue bars um all right so best family uh on tgif yeah let the record show he did not say uh, uh topanga i didn't just manga i i'll go see i had prepared a answer for both so for for, for most attractive woman, I had uh, Christine Sullivan of Night Court. But for best family, I had the Huxtables. For TGIF, though, yeah, I mean, quickly not having thought about it much, I guess the Tanners, just because it was like, you know, no matter what kind of trouble you got into, there, w- there was a dad for that. <laughs> Is that like an app for that? <laughs> yeah, there's a dad. Oh, I... Uh, I'm not cool enough at school. There's a dad for that. I, uh, you know, played hooky. There's a dad for that. You know, like it didn't matter what kind of trouble they were in there. It was somebody who would understand it and had done it and can get you through it. And, and, and taking it back to the tennis, how ridiculous was the premise or plot of Full House? As ridiculous as the plot line of DJ needing bigger boobs and, and chanting, I must, I must, I must increase my bust on yeah. the treadmill. Yes, but she, she did need it. That's true, yeah. yeah but apparently, apparently hockey players aren't, don't care about the bust size, though, and they'll marry you no matter what. Obviously not. Uh, Shout-outs to Bobby Orr. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a perfect time for a break. What we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We're going to pause for the calls, and then we're going to come back. And uh, uh, Mr. Decker, yeah. would you like to answer some questions? I would love to. All right. And we're going to come back, and uh, we're going to do the fit after this. shows up to meet Ross's son. Where's your baby? Then Ross is on the single guy, and they each think the other one's, well, kind of hey. And it's a silly, willy, little Seinfeld. You're smooth. You're smooth. You're smooth. You're smooth. Then Chandler turns up on Caroline. Can he win Annie's heart? Be yourself. NBC Star Cross Thursday this week. Oh, Welcome back. It's the uh, EDP. It's the Click and Deck uh, uh, beta test. It's the uh, TGIF versus Must See TV. 
80s versus 90s appointment television show. I am here with the Black Lion of the Underscoop Voltron. Listen up. That's right. Um, Howard Decker. Uh, Howard Castle to your McClectic. McClectic, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so what we're going to do is um, we're going we're gonna to hit the fifth. Question number one. F. Mary Kill. Samantha Maselli. Topanga. Kelly Kapowski. Mm. That is a stacked lineup. Yeah, that is murderers row. Yeah, that is about forty-three tissues right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, all right. We're, we're gonna f Samantha Maselli. We're gonna marry Kelly Kapowski. Oh, uh, wow! I, and and in a very regrettable move. See, the problem is. I immediately saw this list and I said, I got to F Topanga. There's no question. Uh, but then how do you get rid of either the other two in any way? Kelly Kapowski is, to me, sadly, in, in her day, the least attractive of the three. Now, today... She's, you know, still smoking hot, hotter now than she was on Saved by the Bell. She did get but better with age. She did. But if we're talking about them in their sort of heyday, then, I mean, Kelly was just wife material. She's just supportive and you could just, you know, sort of get away with anything you want as long as you can explain it. As long as you can time out the TV <laughs> and, and, and just talk your way through it. I mean, she just was sort of, and, and so cheerful. You never could have a bad day around her, right? That is true. So, yeah, that's that's the way it had to go. Badly for Topanga. Uh, send all hate mail to Underscoop Fire. <laughs> the Witch Hunt will be on. Okay. Uh, question number two. We're going we're gonna to go G.I. Joe here. As a matter of fact, um, I originally was going to ask you, Scarlet or Lady J, but let's do a F. Mary Kill. Oh. That's right. Scarlet, Lady J, the Baroness. Wow. That's right. All right. You take that. F. Mary Kill, motherfuckers. All right. You can't marry, I'm going to show my work here. You can't marry the Baroness for fear of her turning on you, her, her evil intent. Although, you can't pass up the opportunity to F the Baroness. That is true. Uh, Mary is easy for me because... It has to be Lady J. It has to Lady be Lady J. J. It, it, it absolutely is. She, if you go back through the, the first and second season of the cartoon before the, the Dick series, you've got her at one point talking about have, waking up from a dream which turned into a nightmare because she was singing the national anthem at a packed football stadium, but she forgot her clothes. So there's a 10-year-old me envisioning a naked Lady J. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> that blew my mind. Then in the Castle Destro episode, she oh, goes the nightgown. The pink nighty, which was, I mean, cutting edge lingerie for the day. I mean, just how sexy can a cartoon be? 
with all due respect to Ariel, the mermaid, but then we've got, you know, she brought her golf clubs with her, and yeah, they were disguising her spears, but I mean, so she wants to play golf too? I mean, you, you can't not marry Lady J. Flint knew what he was doing, and then I gotta kill Scarlet, even though I lately I've had a, a thing for redheads, but I've, in this instance, she can't, she can't be in the same discussion as the other two. Now, would the order have changed had we not added the Baroness and put in CoverGirl? No, I think it stays the same. Just checking. <laughs> Alright. Question number three. What was or is the best flavor of now and laters? Well, apple made my face hurt. So... <laughs> I guess banana, um, but I wasn't a big, and, and it, I'll understand if there's the booze because if banana wasn't necessarily a widely accepted flavor. I, Howie, I guess, it is perfectly okay to come on my show to admit that you like bananas in your mouth. Uh, all right, that, that was my main intent when you asked me to be on, was to get that point out. I, I was a Smarties guy. I, I Smarties. Used to, I used to put them. We used to put them away by the sleeve, and we would go on the playground and say they were our power pellets, and we would distribute them evenly. Especially if we had divided into teams for something like, say, kickball with a dirty volleyball. We would. We would. Uh, I would say, oh, since you're on my team, let's all huddle up, and I got a pack of Smarties here, and we'll divvy them up. Everybody gets three or four each. That's a power pellet. And at what? At, at that point, they um, they took the three or four, they crushed them up, and they did colorful lines of Smarties. Exactly. We snorted Smarty dust off of each other's backs yes. on the playground. Wow. Shout out to bloody noses. Yes. Yes, indeed. Scarface style. Oh, okay. Um, question number four. If the Underscoop Fire Voltron had a giant cipher, just it's just you five, a freestyle rap battle. <laughs> That's right. Who would win? <laughs> now you got, you got, you uh. got, yeah, you got, you got Killer Corey. You got you got the Sherman Tank. You got Battle Armor Joe. You, you got you got Gorilla Googs. Ooh. And then you have how we how, how we Inspector Deck. Exactly. Well, Massive uh, Underscoop Fire Freestyle Rap Battle. It's the uh, Underscoop Cipher. Is Cheddar, is Cheddar Bob in in the crowd? Cheddar Bob. Cheddar Bob is indeed. Uh, and the crowd, yet he's unarmed. Okay, because I need, I need to know who's there, who are my foils that I can point out and, and sort of make fun of while I'm, while oh. I'm spitting. Okay, well, you got, you got Cheddar Bob is in the crowd. Uh, yeah. Scrappy-Doo. Okay. Uh, Pizzazz from uh, <laughs> the Misfits, the Gemini Holograms. Oh. Uh, Merman. No, no, no Kimber. No, Kimber's with me. <sighs> Um, uh, merman, um, <laughs> three pound puppies, <laughs> two wuzzles, <laughs> um, um, and a manchichi in a pear tree. Yes, and Tig and Bogey from Shirt Tales. <laughs> wow. Han can I get Handy Smurf? 
<laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you do a good enough job in the back, you can. Exactly. So I can end one of my rhymes with, and then I got a handy from Smurf or something like that. Well, if I had only known that this question existed, I could have dug out my, uh, in college, I think I talked to you guys about this before. I wrote a Days of Our Lives rap about Ste- and, and compared myself to a young Stefano Demira. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to the Phoenix. Yeah, so the the lady in white. So I I would have to say due to the fact that none of the rest of them would attempt to nor excel at battle rapping. Wow. I would. I once had a uh, to-do list. I had a, a dry erase board on my fridge in college that was a to-do list. And the two items that were on there for months and months were practice battle rap and rent honey. <laughs> rent honey. Listen, yeah. I've seen that movie three times just for uh, just for her stomach. Right. I missed it in the theater, so I, I had it on my to-do list to rent it. And a- after uh, honing my battle rap skills, so I'm, I'm taking the crown on that. I don't care what anybody tells me. I don't know. I think that um, maybe after those guys hear that, they're going to uh, sharpen up their pencils and we might have to have a... a a contest. Yeah, don't think I don't see what you're doing here. I, 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 you're, you're not only the idea guy, you're the instigator, and I see that what would come of this is a potential uh, battle royale. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll see what I can do. Yes. All right. Uh, and now question number five. Now, listen, Mr. Decker, now usually my fifth question is something inappropriate or or funny or something see the the freestyle rap battle that was you know that should have been the fifth see this this question is pretty much a straightforward uh uh open and shut question so i kind of so i apologize if everyone listening for the fifth was expecting some really big gotcha so um the fifth question is in a Mixed martial arts hell in a cell match <laughs> between the Trix Rabbit <laughs> and Sonny the Cuckoo from Coco Puffs. <laughs> and on the line is a lifetime supply of the cereal of their choice. Wow. Exactly. Now, you know how the Trix Rabbit is for the Trix and Sonny is for the Coco Puffs. Yeah. Now it's an MMA match and a and a and a cage. Who who takes who takes it? I I already know my answer, but when you started in with your your big build up and saying it wasn't gonna be something silly, I was immediately taken back to I was sad because I was hoping to get to answer a question of the the level of quality of who would win. A headbutting match between <laughs> Rihanna and Tyra Banks to the death. <laughs> Still one of my favorite, the fifth questions of all time. Um, all right. Well, I hope I didn't disappoint with the MMA. No, you absolutely didn't. And here's here's why. Sonny is your hands down clear cut victor. Oh. Because it's in a cage, and. So, you know, there's no weapons, but you can you can use all your body parts. And dude's got a beak. I don't care how close. I mean, he, he, like, he can, he, that increases his reach 
exponentially, whereas the bunny's got to get all up on you to, to bite you with those little teeth. I mean, he's got to... I don't know, he, Mr. Decker. Now the, the, the Tricks Rabbit has both hands and he can, he can control both ears for some slap boxing. That's true. That is true. But a slap versus a, a sharp beak in the eye. And then here's why reason number two, Sonny... You know, whether he is a, a, a flightless bird or not, he could take to the air for a couple of seconds if he's evaded and be elusive. Now, we have seen the Trix Bunny uh, propeller his his uh, ears. And what about the, the Trix Rabbit coming behind with a uh, full Nelson and then using his ears to choke out Sonny? You know, if you get him down from the back, a rear uh, naked rabbit choke. Yeah, that's true. Mm. You're con- you're- I guess I'm gonna have to back off of Sonny being a, a clear-cut winner yeah, because I mean, the points you're making are valid. Um, but I still- And I think that Coop, the Sonny could be easily distracted if he sees someone crunching a bowl in the crowd. That's true. And I appreciate you playing Serial's Advocate here, but I think if I were to look out my window right now and witness in nature a bird versus a rabbit. I, I think nine times out of ten, the bird emerges victorious. I think there's too many sharp, sharp uh, edges on the bird. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for right now, the um, the the serial weight champion of the uh, world is, according to uh, Mr. Decker here, is Sunny the Cuckoo. Now, are you game? for for us are you are you up for a little flip the fifth flip the fifth ladies and gentlemen what pray tell would flip the fifth be you know what flip the fifth is flip the fifth is my effort to become uh ryan seacrest to your dick clark meaning if the day ever comes that you must <laughs> that means advocate, i'm dead yes or or you know incapacitated in any manner the the EDP needs a guest host. I am I'm ready. If you go Regis Philbin on us and step down, I will be Kelly Ripa. I will I will be your guest host because I'm going to prove to you that I'm worthy of writing questions for the fifth. Well, in that case, uh, let's see what you got, sir. This All is right, a, this is unprecedented. And um, it is. We're going to start out slow. All right. Uh, when you number one. When you first joined Twitter as at Eclectic, not EDP, mm-hmm. who was the first person you remember following? The first person I remember following was either Claudia Jordan, uh, model, uh, somewhat actress, comedian, or comedian Corey Holcomb. I believe, okay. I believe it was one of those two. So you, you turned you turn to Twitter for a comedy fix, in a way. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I figured I would read the funny. I like it. All right. Um, number two. This is a, a version of F. Mary Kill, but it's the the Underscoop Fire version. Okay. We're, we're just launching. You'll, you'll be the third to play it. It's called, shockingly, Underscoop Fire. Oh, now what an inventive name there. Crea- yeah, creative department is just really uh, excelling our expectations. 
exceeding. Um, all right, so it's under scoop fire. So one, of, it's going to be three things, just like F Mary Kill. Uh, but one of them you're underwhelmed by, mm-hmm. one of them you're scooping, mm-hmm. and one you have to fire. So get rid of Vince McMahon style. You're fired. All right, all right, all right. All right, so under scoop fire with. Uh, Sam Malone as a Major League Baseball player. Mm-hmm. Harry Stone as a judge. Mm-hmm. And Joey Gladstone as a comedian. So meaning, you know, how, how viable is it that they would really hold those positions? Okay. So I'm underwhelmed yeah. oh. um, with Joey. Okay. Um, he's just one of the... He, he seemed like he was just... The uh, the funny the funny uncle he's just a funny one in the family but he would never would have never made it on the at the improv. Okay. Um, and I'm going to fire. I'm going to fire. Now we had we had uh, we had Malone and yeah, we had Malone. we had Harry Stone. All right, I'm going to fire I'm going to fire the magician. I'm going to fire Harry. Not not buying him as a as a judge on the circuit. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, he was like twelve. <laughs> so, I, I have a hard time seeing him pass the bar. Yeah, exactly. They'd be too busy fucking around. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna scoop Mayday. All right. Yeah. Give me that. I like it. Uh, number three. Shouts to number three. Exactly. Focus for a moment. Mm-hmm. On the finale of Lost. Okay. Okay. After, after they don't answer all of your questions, let's say you're the one to stay behind on the island, like Hurley. Mm-hmm. What one woman from your appreciation page oh. would you would you want to stay on the island with you? Things to consider. Okay. Her survival ability. How dependent on makeup slash showering slash hairdo she is, and the likelihood that they turn on you. Oh. Huh. Okay. And anyone from my from my uh, my site, eclecticrelaxation.com slash appreciation. Um, that's, the, that's the one. Let's see here. Well, I'm not gonna go with the uh, with the Hall of Famers. I'm not gonna go with Holly Berry or Neil Longer. Or Sally Richardson or Stacey Dash because they won't be able to be around as long because they're all over 40. Um, well thought out. Yeah. I'm not going to go with uh, uh, Sophia Vergara or Salma Hayek because without any um, um, showering and anything, there's going to be massive boob sweat <laughs> and potential uh, mustache for Salma Hayek. Shout out to Frida. <laughs> um, the Santino Morella unibrow. That's right. I'm not. Uh, it's the same reason why I can't go with Christina Hendricks because she just looked like a giant birthday cake, and she probably let herself go. Probably uh, sun sunburn, something fierce. Oh yeah, it'd probably be ridiculous. She looked like a baked Alaska. Um, <laughs> You'll be like, why did I? Why am I in the island with Emerald Akbar? Yes. Exactly. Shout out to trap. Shout out to trilobite face. Um, <laughs> Mila Kunis. She would probably get annoying. Um, I'm gonna go. I kind of want to go with Demita Joe, but she's also, you know, very, very old. So I'm gonna go 
with a dark horse racism. I'm gonna go with Rochelle Eights. Okay. Yeah, um, a lot of people don't know her, and I'm not gonna tell you about her. You gotta go to the website and read about her. I like it. That's what I was just gonna say. We'll make sure to. Uh, I was about to say we'll make sure to link to that. Like now I'm controlling the page too, not just the fifth. Yeah, by all means. I'm gonna need the uh, administrative access to your site by the end of this uh, show. Please. Yeah, I, I'll give you the password. All right. Uh, I already know it's Tomax Zaymot one two three. Don't worry about it. Oh my god. All right. Edit, edit that out. <laughs> Number four. In the style of the actual fifth, this is where it starts to get a little bit weird. Uh-oh. If you had to take Mr. Peanut with you every time you went to a bar, would you still go out? And I'm not talking about taking a can of planters, assorted nuts, or, or cheese balls. This is And that's actual, not a nickname for my penis. Exactly. This is actual Mr. Peanut. and Complete with monocle. With monocle, cane, walking stick, and top hat. And you've got to just think about how often you're going to have to explain yourself. <laughs> and talk about playing second fiddle. Nobody's going to pay attention to you. Uh, good point, good point. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer with yes. Um, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of times I can uh, uh, coax women to come and uh, hang out with me and my nuts. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, I think it'll be a good uh, jumping off piece and a conversation starter. Um, now, ho- hopefully, um, hopefully he can withstand the, uh, the the heat and the, the sweat and the people bumping into him. And the mere fact that I don't have to wait for him to go to the restroom because he's not anatomically correct kind of kind of works. And, and you know what? In his, his shape, he could probably hold a lot of liquor. That's that's true. Well, I'm glad you found a, a silver lining in this. I. I'm just, you know, I, I've heard he's a huge, big-time cock blocker, so. Yeah, I can see him being a dig. <laughs> All right, number five. Yeah, uh-oh. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to replace... Here I'm talking about all smartphones. I'm going to say iPhone. I know you have an iPhone, but and what I mean here is all smartphones when I say iPhone. Okay, because if you don't have an iPhone, what's your point? Exactly. If the only way to charge an iPhone was to wrap it up in the underwear that the actor who played Mr. Belding wore that day, would you, st- <laughs> would you still own one? <laughs> So you go, you go into the Apple Store or Verizon or wherever you go, and and you're you want to sign up for an iPhone contract, and they say, all right, this is how I envision it, this going down. They say, uh, now you know we're out, we just so you know, with this new Apple phone, you can only there's no charger, there's no USB, you know, plug into the wall type thing. You sign up here, and, and uh, you'll get a FedEx every morning. An overnight package from uh, Mr. Belding, and it's going to be the underwear where he wore the previous day, and you just you got to wrap it up real tight in there, and then you'll be up, leave it overnight, and you'll be charged the next morning. Every day you get a FedEx from Mr. Belding. <laughs> just, just, are they boxers or tidy whities I, you know, he mixes it up a little bit, so you never know what's coming. It's like Christmas morning every day. I'm gonna have uh, my phone's gonna smell like. Dennis Haskins hog. <laughs> Hashtag 
Dennis Haskins, Haskins hog. hog. Yeah. Um, so would you would you still own one? And how important is this device to your life? Well, um, I, <laughs> it's the only way to charge it. That is not the USB I was looking for. Um, <laughs> and now I, I was also trying to envision how this goes down and, and whether other people who signed up earlier got other more, uh, you know, I guess more desirable celebrities that, that are also part of the Apple charging program or if they're all Dennis Haskins. And it's just, he just has to crank out the underwear so people can charge their phone. I think, Listen, we don't I, want to think about him cranking it out and then sending me his underwear. I think, I think all, I think all celebrities are part of this and you just, you, you missed out on like this, like the first person who ever got an iPhone got like Sofia Vergara and then, and you're done. You should have went earlier, but you yeah, got kind of late. I couldn't get Buddy Limb back. <laughs> you couldn't get out of your, you couldn't get out of your, uh, your contract for your other phone soon enough. So you, yeah, I mean Willie Ames is off the board. I couldn't get Bookman. <laughs> <laughs> you could not get uh, Bre- Bryce Beckham, TV's Wesley from uh, Mr. Belvedere. Everybody's yeah. taking it. You're down to Haskins or bust. Uh, uh, a TV Schneider. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, then I, I think I gotta go with. I got. I need my iPhone. I, I, I'm gonna have oh, to have this, the Dennis Haskins hall in my face. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, a, a narrative on how far we've come as a human society. How dependent we are on their devices. You would put something up to your face that has been wrapped. I mean, I'm talking really tightly, like a good burrito, like swaddled. Like I'm talking it's like, like a you stand. don't just set it. Yeah, if you set it in there and walk away, it's not going to charge. I mean, you literally have to wrap it tight, put a couple rubber bands around it. Oh, uh, no uh, adhesive or uh, Velcro attachments. No, and and here's the bad part: if you're like on the run, like you get home after a night of drinking, and you forget to wrap it in the box or you don't open the package and you just set it down next to your bed and the next morning you got to run out the door but you don't have a charge you got to go around the whole day with the boxers on like putting it up to your like you got an important call you got to take yeah and the uh, the tidies are literally like hanging off your hand i have to to answer the phone by uh, pressing the button through the pee hole (laughs) exactly oh my god uh, well, I think we, I think we uh, learned a lot about human society today, and I'm not sure I like where it's going. Oh my god, that is that is that is that is very awful. I couldn't even get uh, Max. <laughs> At least he, no. he would have some magical underwear. Um, that was, but that was excellent, ladies and gentlemen. The first time um, that I've, I've taken the fifth, we, we might need to have you on here every so often to challenge me. All right, I look forward to it. Uh, wow. Just just make sure your iPhone is charged. Yes. Oh, um, so, um, wow, USB. Uh, uh, um, unintentional soiled boxers. <laughs> uh, All new meaning. Yes. Uh, at this point in the show, sir, 
this is where I allow my guests to do any shout outs or, or plugs or to just pretty much praise me and my podcast and my website. Um, so at this time, by all means, the floor is yours. Uh, the Black Lion of Underscoop Fire, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you, well, uh, you don't have to, th- to uh, drop hints about praise because it is coming. I'll tell you that, that much. I, e, I've spent over 30 years of my life actively searching out the funny people wherever, whenever I find myself in a new situation. I, every new school, every new job, every time I moved, uh, and now the latest thing being about eight or ten months ago, joining this Twitter online blog podcast community circle that we run in, uh, no matter the situation, I've always tried to find the funniest people because I get them and I feel like I can be myself around them and they get me. And I got to tell you, in 30 years, 30 plus years of funny hunting, you, sir, are one of the funniest and smartest I've ever found. And yes, I'm on one knee right now. Wow, bend it, me. Took, took a box out of my pocket. No, but that, how's that for some fluff? Shout out to Peanut Butter and Fluff Sandwiches. Oh, I thought you were going to be the uh, official EDP fluffer. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> hey, if that ain't fluffing, I don't know what is, but now I want a sandwich. I appreciate that. That that is high praise, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, look at me with the uh, humor. Yeah. So now uh, I'm, I'm a regular Yakov. You are. You're. A, you're. So yeah. So I, I I couldn't take the floor without giving you your due, and I really do feel that way. And uh, but now it's time to talk about me. Um, you can find me Howard the Deck on uh, on Twitter at Howard the Deck uh, on underscoopfire.com. And the Underscoop Fire podcast, where you can also find the aforementioned battle rap of extraordinaires uh, Corey, Joe, Tank, and Googs, uh, as well as Pork, jo- pork Chops, Sideburns, the Jim J. Bullock robot, uh, not Aaron Devil, not The Fink, not Lee Majors, and John Clayton's ponytail. <laughs> wow. Uh, um, and soon, uh, our newest. Uh, Clark and Deck uh, dual endeavor, uh, the Ma- Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, n- at not Bassett Hound face. Yes. <laughs> and uh, also our the Clark and Deck spinoff show, Eck and Decky, and our new um, exercise show with uh, Kiana and Tom. Are, but it's going to be a podcast format called Potty Shaping. Yes, and the um, the other spinoff, uh, the Pod Couple. <laughs> so yeah, we're pretty much going to put out a gazillion new shows and everybody has to listen to and watch every one of them. And why would you not? Exactly. Oh, well, um, wow, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, I do not appreciate Dennis Haskins' hog in my face. Um, <laughs> that was your choice, man. Don't put that on me. I will put it on you. You don't have to get a... You could go to 7-Eleven and get a cricket or whatever those things are that you don't have a contract for this is just your iphone don't put it on me you gotta you gotta look in the mirror tonight with that with the pee hole in my hand Uh, i am not scooping this Uh, well ladies and gentlemen uh one one more time uh howie decker um give him a round of applause 
Silver Hawks, partly metal, partly real, mighty warriors with the powers to protect space from all evil. Brussels busting out. Shredder too. Stargazer seen us. Figures with weapon birds sold separately. Flybird, Surgery Report, Quicksilver, Activate Power Wing, Gallywalk, Engage Scissor Wing. Now take him down. Mumbo Jumbo Airshot. It's hero stomping time. No way. Buzzsaw with Shredder, Quicksilver with Tallyhawk. Other figures with weapon birds sold separately. Silver Hawks, new from Kenner. <laughs> Yeah, what a show. Um, thank you again to Howie Decker from Underscoop Fire, um, an Underscoop Fire podcast for coming through and talking TV and a bunch of other more shit with me. Um, I'm pretty sure that you'll be hearing more at Cleck and Deck in the upcoming future. Um, so let's wrap this joint up. What have we learned today? Well, we learned that Howie has the time of his life and it plays in his head before he comes on the show. We learned that a simple sheet of loose leaf can uh, be used to poke people's eyes out, um, to throw at your friends, to spit at your friends, to fly at your friends, um, and to uh, uh, pimp game. You can uh, you, you get you a couple of phone numbers and some chocolate milk off a, a sheet of loose leaf. Uh, I didn't even use that do you like me uh, check boxes. <laughs> We learned that um, um, you gotta have feeling when you sing to Justine, and without Cliff, that scene means nothing. We learned that um, um, Kimmy Gibbler's incredibly thick. We've uh, learned about my crush on B.B. Newworth, um, that <laughs> Rebecca Howe looks like Goat Boy. We've, <laughs> we've learned that um, Howie Decker likes bananas in his mouth. Um, we, we learned that I'm, I'm the Vin Scully of, of, of podcasting, and I have, uh, uh, good production of some sort. Um, we learned that, uh, Tank and folks do not know about the EDP, but they have an excellent, uh, podcast, and, uh, folks has an excellent website. Um, I'm sure the Avengers review will be dope. Um, we... <laughs> We, we, we learned um, that um, some kids need power pellets when they get ready to kick the uh, dirty volleyball and others snort them. We learned a lot of stuff, yeah. Um, this point of the show, I do the um, critically panned top five, and I'm going to keep doing it until I feel like I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, today's top five is not going to disappoint the two people that uh, enjoy it. Shoutouts to Count Marzo and me. <laughs> Today's top five are the top five juiciest, freshest curls <laughs> of the 80s, yeah. Because we're doing the, you know, why not? Now, now, I did a careful list. I tried to hit, you know, all areas. So some of the some of the obvious ones are not gonna be here. I don't know what you think is obvious, but I'm gonna count down the top five curls. <laughs> Number five. The Doctor of Style Slick. Yes. If you watch wrestling, if you watch this the, the WWF back in the days, um, 
Hakeem, the African dream, Hakeem, and and uh, <laughs> Big Boss Man, and and a lot of, a lot of other people. Um, he was the manager, and he made the the, the should have been Grammy uh, nominated Jive Soul Bro. Got to play that. Um, so he his curl always stayed fresh, and 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 it glistened in the WWF lights. So he gets props. Number five, Slick. Doctor Style. Uh, number four, Michael Cage of the now defunct Seattle Supersonics. See, he kept it fresh. That joint never sweated out <laughs> on the court. You know, you know, he running up and down the court. It didn't get dry. I'm not. I know he kept the floor boys uh, working overtime. Uh, follow the drip. <laughs> oh, how you doing? No use in here. I saw the dripping from the driveway. You know, some of that Jerry curl you got on your head, you better not ever do a crime. Police never would, it had no problem finding you. Follow the drip, follow the drip. Wow. It never had no problem. Uh, number three, Stoney Jackson. <laughs> you know, he basically ruined 227. He had the long curl, you know. Uh, but most of all, I just like saying Stoney Jackson. That's a dope name. And shout-outs to Barry Sobel. That was his, uh, was his roommate. Uh, 227. Um, number two. See, number two is everybody's number one. But I, I buck the system when I, when, I, when I do these shows. Number two, I'm putting the King of Pop, rest in peace. Putting the King of Pop, Michael Jackson, number two. Now, he should be number one because he made everybody want to go get one. But his hair was a fire hazard. So... No go on the King of Pop, and by Pop, I mean Pepsi, and by Pepsi, I mean the choice of a new generation, and by generation, I mean the all-black soap opera in the 80s with Vivica Fox, and by Fox, I mean, what? Never mind. <laughs> He's number two. And number one, the number one curl, the juicy curl, see, not, you know, the nicest looking curl, we're talking about juice. We're <laughs> talking about getting thrown off the roof and making no sense juice. Um, Eric Dickerson. Why Eric Dickerson? First of all, you got Google the pictures of Eric Dickerson's curl. And, and his stayed juicy under a helmet and press conferences. And most of all, he accessorized it with goggles. Son, a curl and the goggles... <laughs> greasy ass lenses <laughs> so I'm giving them number one and we can open this up for discussion you can put your nominations in the uh, comments on iTunes um, and hit the like button or the star button or whatever button on Stitcher when you listen to Stitcher supposedly that does something so let's do that too um, so those are the curls and shout outs to Bret Hart <laughs> Bret Hart's curl A.C. Green, uh, Walter Payton, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders should have been on the list because he had a dual sport curl. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to take somebody off for, for Deion Sanders. He had the dual sport curl. Uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker's curl. And um, and no shout-outs to Eric LaSalle's curl and coming to America because it wasn't real. No shout-outs to the Soul Glow. <laughs> so um, that's it for the show. Read some iTunes reviews here. Um, got a iTunes review from Nick Jew, and the title is "A Must." 
with exclamation marks. So that means it's, it's emphasis. Um, even though I often disagree with the host's opinions, <laughs> uh, let's face it, that's what makes it so much fun. This is quickly becoming a favorite podcast of mine. Eclectic is the host with the most. Another exclamation mark. That's right. What is the point? Who cares? His memory is astounding. Whole bunch of exclamation marks. Uh, this show will take you back to the good old days with some amazing flashbacks. The production is amazing, the content is familiar, and the host has a great voice. Hey, how you doing? Uh, check it out. So, I appreciate that, uh, Nick Jew. Uh, thank you for listening and please continue to listen um, we have another review by uh, Corey Chapman and it says wow and it has a whole bunch of stars next to it that means I'm good um, it says one of the best produced most thought provoking podcasts out there he is the host with the most Look, I got all the most that's right see some people have the Mots and some people have uh, gonorrhea <laughs> I have the most, but not the most gonorrhea. It's not a contest. It's not a game. Anyway, back to Corey Chapman. Um, and he has, he always has top-notch guests and great topics of discussion. Do yourself a favor and click subscribe. And subscribe is in capital letters, son, uh, right now. Thank you, Corey Chapman. Uh, Corey Chapman has been on the show about three different times, but not really. He was just on the uh, show again. <laughs> um, and one more, one more before we wrap it up um, by Jay Malone. It says, uh, one of the best. Nostalgia, easy discussion, brilliant humor, and great insight. One of the slickest produced podcasts I've ever listened to. He is a great host. Listen, you'll love it. And you know why that's dope? It's because he did that one before he came on the show. So, so he didn't even uh, try to prop himself up. He was a he was a good guest. Um, shout outs to Ringtime Pro Wrestling, uh, uh, Keisha and Keith Hope. Uh, shout outs to Regular Cat Radio. Um, shout outs to uh, Operation Cubicle. Um, shout outs to uh, uh, Single Simulcast. Shout outs to uh, Cold Slither Podcast, Underscoop Fire Podcast, General Geekery, um, and shout outs to Eclectic Discussion Podcast. Because <laughs> it's dope. Um, and so, and uh, shout outs to the, the Blackout Tips because Say That Again is the shit. And no shout outs to Rodimus Prime. That's right, I said it. Gunshots. Kidding. He can get he can get shout outs and props too. He just likes that stupid movie. So that's it for the show. Thank you for listening. And uh, the next show will be here before you know it. And until then, appreciation. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got Rest in peace, MCA.
favorite G.I. Joe character? Sci-fi. On the cartoon, the figure, and the comics. Okay, all right, good. I'm glad you said that. So figure sci-fi. And I said before, because when I was a kid, I, for some reason, used him as like a RoboCop neon highlighter badass who just mowed through everybody and went on single missions. Uh, comic? Hmm. Do you have the sci-fi figure? Yes, nice. I do. Uh, I guess comics, I'll go with uh, 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 Snake Eyes because they just, they, they did so much work to do develop that backstory and they storm shadow was kind of his mouthpiece like he would say what's what snake eyes was thinking um and then on the cartoon i think zartan because he like he, he sort of like they did like a this weird echo thing with his voice and he just was mm. such a like 80s rock star with his biker gang and it, like they sort of never got the job done but it was cool he didn't have to be bumbling like cobra commander or destro because he always blamed it on the dreadnoughts so like he really didn't do anything wrong uh, and that's what I hated. I, I hated that all my 80s villains were bumbling. Yeah. Um, you know, Zartan wasn't like that. Okay. Um, favorite Autobot, favorite Decepticon. Uh, cartoon and toy. Uh, favorite. All right. Let's start with Decepticons. The favorite Decepticon cartoon on the cartoon is Megatron because Frank Welker's voice is just so awesome I actually still to this day hear it when I like I've, I've been picking up the uh, the, the classic G.I. Joe uh, graphic novels where they collect 10 to 12 issues of the old Marvel run and I'm towards the end on volume 14 is when they were up in like the 140s and it was when they did the crossover of the Transformers and G.I. Joe and they had Megatron working with Cobra Commander. And I will, in my head, find myself reading Megatron's line in that Frank Walker voice. And I really hope I'm remembering his name right or else I'll sound really stupid. But um, well, Shout yeah, out his, to uh, Chris Latta. Yeah, that was Cobra Commander, right? And Starscream. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He, Yeah, he's awesome. And uh, rest in peace to him. I wish he, man, he'd be a great one to get on the podcast if he was still around. But... Yeah. Uh, so, and then in the toy, the, the the toys, I'll go with uh, uh, Shockwave because he was just like, I don't know. I I had this weird like Radio Shack version of him. Oh yeah, I remember that one. That was the black one, wasn't it? Because yeah, one was, was purple like, and the other one was black. Yeah. Gray. Shockwave was purple, but then yeah, my dad got me the 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 Tandy. Yeah. Shoutouts to Tandy. Radio Shack, yeah, and it was like charcoal gray, and it was exactly like Shockwave, except it had like a battery pack, and you could make the lights and noises. So I always, obviously, just pretended it was Shockwave, even though I knew he was like the, it, it was the treat to Shockwave spam. But uh, yes, <laughs> uh, yes. So that's my toy, and then Autobots, man. Like it's hard to beat uh, Optimus. No, it it is very easy to beat Optimus. Has Megatron. <laughs> As a toy, I was gonna say, but it, I, I had Metroplex, which is one of the larger toys. How did you I get had. that? You spoiled jerk. Right. Well, that's the thing. I never had stuff like that. Like I didn't have the Terror Drome or the you know Snake Mountain or any of the the big obviously the USS Flag. That was the the shit that dreams are made of. But I didn't have an ad at. I didn't have any of the so yeah. I, when I got Metroplex, I guess it was a Christmas. It was just sick, like the heaven. It was like a transforming city, even though it was not 
very much bigger than the regular cars but yeah he, that's that's gonna be the toy and then on the, on the cartoon maybe maybe jazz jazz is the greatest you're not gonna say blaster bitch ass blaster <laughs> what about uh perceptor the microscope a perceptor rock that i own the uh toy the perceptor nice. kicked ass nerd um, <laughs> you okay. could do your homework while you were playing with him. You could. Um, okay. Uh, favorite He-Man, uh, good guy, and bad guy. All right. Uh, you can't. <laughs> That's right. That's to uh, Astro Train. Mass transportation. Yeah. Let's go with uh, yeah, the triple changers. Is that the space shuttle? Yeah, that's the uh, the, the shuttle train and uh, robot. The, yeah, the purple and black one. Yeah, Astro Train. Uh, all right, let's go with uh, man. You can't say he man. You can't say Orko because he was like snarf, just mumbling. Uh, man at arms seems kind of stuck. Zodak. The gray one that could Zodiac, fly. yeah, that's Zodiac. The, yeah, that's the guy. It looked like uh, Teddy Pendergrass with goggles. <laughs> <laughs> if he had met, he had some manly chest hair. If okay. I have to go with him though and ask questions about him, I really can't say he's my favorite. If I don't even know anything about him. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, Ram Man. Oh no! Because, because Mr. Articulation. Because oh, the figure was hideous. But on the cartoon, there was one where he literally came on at the end, and they used to do the little morals of every story and say, like, uh, today we learned that you should not uh, get raped or something like that. <laughs> yes, but, uh, everybody learned to not get raped. <laughs> but they had the one that was like, Ram Man, and he said, it was literally like, today we learned you shouldn't hit your head on hard things. Oh, no. I'll, I'll try to find it. It's insane how ridiculous it is. Like, I think the writers put it in as a joke, and it just got it made it through to production. That's hilarious. Uh, and bad guy, it's uh, like maybe Evil Lynn. Yeah, she had nice legs. Tila had yeah. nice legs too. She did. Yeah. Uh, uh, Beastman. No. Yeah, Beastman Beast is he's really cool looking, but man, he was just an idiot. I like Trap Jaw. Yes, that's the, that's the right answer. I'll accept that as my answer. Okay, you'll accept that. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, give me a quick uh, three favorite Atari games. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the one that was Pitfall. Pitfall Harry, yes. Uh, you know what's funny is this, this game is just awful, but... Yard's Revenge? What's the one? That, no, I actually never played that. What's the one where there's a... Maybe it's actually Pitfall, where the guy's swimming under the water and he's, like, stabbing with a little short knife? <laughs> it might be Pitfall. I can't imagine it being anything else. I thought it was Jaws, but Jaws might have been an NES game. Uh, will you accept Pong? I will accept Pong if you would want to use Pong. got some classics out there yeah i had an atari 7800 and it was pinball for atari was awesome okay okay it was like these five little bars at the top that you had to knock out to get to the next board okay that was awesome 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, he bypassed uh, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Centipede, Frogger, Asteroids, Joust, Burger Time, Popeyes, Super oh, Mario Joust. Brothers, uh, Yours Revenge. Uh, but hey, listen, you want to go Pong and Pinball? By all means, sir. I want, I want Joust. I forgot. You know what? No, my phone broke up. I did say Joust. I just, my phone oh, cut yeah, out, yeah. and I guess I didn't wrap it. Tightly enough in my box, in my celebrity boxers last night. Haskins Hog. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, three NES games. Baseball Stars. Of course. Contra. And uh, uh, Super Contra Baseball Stars. Super Contra that's, Baseball. That's the one where you do the code and you get 30 uh, strikes, right? Exactly. Yes. And you get to make your own team. Yeah, see. You can tell it at the end. You don't want to fight a big throbbing testicle that spits out spiders. Yes. Now, I, I, I just I don't know how you could put baseball stars above RBI bases loaded. It, for me, it's always been the fact that you could put in the team name. You could you could program it with your buddies' names, and, or or do like a fantasy draft. Uh, not not even lying. Less than a year ago, Googs and I got together. And had drinks and, and did sex. a fantasy draft. Yeah, well, that's it goes without saying. We had a uh, fantasy draft uh, of everyone that we knew, and we put them on to baseball stars, and, and then played like one, half of one game. Like, like all it. the fun is the programming of it. That's perfect. I like that. <laughs> um, um, who will win in a fight? He Man versus Lionel. Oh man. Swords are uh, are included. Uh, I'm sure. Go for it. I'm gonna go with He-Man because a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, Thundercat storylines involved Lion-O sort of being beaten down and, and having to sort of come back as the underdog, whereas He-Man was just never. I mean, it was just uh, he could smash anybody. Pretty much. That that is the right answer. Um, how much longer you got? Um, I can go a couple more minutes. All right, cool. Um, let's see. Um, what show would you rather see come back on television? A reboot, Mask, or Silverhawks? If you had said anything besides Silverhawks, it was easy mask answer there. Of course. You just had to go Silverhawks. That's right. We, we, we got the tough, hard-hitting questions here. I want current Silverhawks action figures so badly that I I have to... Oh, man. Um, those would rock. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm as big a proponent of a mask reboot as anybody in the world, but... The, the first go-round with Mask was awesome, and I love the figures and the vehicles and little masks and everything and how their knees bent. And the first go-round with Silverhawks, action figures were so bad. Uh, mm-hmm. But think of what they could do to a copper kid yeah. now. Oh, I mean, back in the day, they were great, but looking at them now, yeah, like, oh, give me, give me Colonel Bluegrass and Steel Will. And oh, and the Mirage would look kick-ass, too. Oh, yeah. Now, the only problem is a, re- a Silverhawks reboot screams Michael Bay. Oh, no. I, ju- I just feel like that's the caveat here. Tell me who's doing it. 
if it's Christopher Nolan's Mask versus Michael Bay's Silverhawks, we're we're going Mask. If it's Joss Whedon's Silverhawks versus you know Michael Bay Mask, it's Silverhawks. It totally depends on. The, okay, uh, Whedon is doing Mask, and no, Nolan is doing Silverhawks. All right, in that case, I'm going Whedon Mask. Wow. Okay. Because I've yet to understand a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> I, and and I get ripped for that because everybody else is like, oh, they're so awesome and, and thoughtful and deep. And I come out of them going like, was that really dark? I couldn't see the characters and I don't know what they're talking about. Good point. I, I'm down with that. Um, give me favorite three board games. Three favorite board games. Mm-hmm. And don't go chalk. No Monopoly, no Scrabble, no Trouble. So you're going to go Hungry Hippos, Guess Who, and... Yeah, is this from childhood or now? Childhood. What are you doing playing board games right now? Oh, man, because Balderdash right now is hands down the best game. If I could ever get you in a room to play Balderdash, you... Oh, my God. Better than Scattergories? Yes. Hmm. Right. Well, we'll, we'll play that when you move back to the area. All right. So I'm going to go with, uh, as a kid, had a little game that uh, I would love to still have now because it goes for... For a fortune on eBay, Five Knuckle Shuckle. Oh, Fireball. (laughs) Fireball Island. And also a game called uh, Torpedo Run. I know the use. Yeah, which was on the box. It said it was part of the Floor Wars series, of which no other game ever came out. (laughs) The Floor Wars series. But yeah, you like it was like Battleship, but it was like more. It was like 3D, where you'd lay on the floor and shoot the little red discs out from your shooter and, and into the slots and explode the other guys' ships. Um, and Candyland. Of course, Candyland. <laughs> Why not Candyland? Okay, um, uh, three GI Joe or Cobra vehicles, the best ever. G.I. Joe and Cobra Vehicles. Let's go with uh, I like the his tank. I like the Rattler. I like the Trouble Bubble. That's right, Trouble Bubble. Now you're talking about something. Okay. Um, Dynasty. Better Dynasty. 80s 49ers, 90s Cowboys. What? No 90s bills for for uh, Super Bowls? Does it count? Oh, you gotta win them. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta win them. Oh, okay. Um, I guess we'll go with all due respect to to uh, Battle Armor Joe and his Dallas fanhood. I'm gonna go with the, the Bill Walsh led 80s Niners Montana Rice unbeatable on Tecmo Bowl. That is correct. Try as I might with Marino and duper and the marx brothers i could never beat the niners okay uh better dynasty 80s lakers 90s bulls 90s bulls was that they, they had that 72 and 10 team mm-hmm. which is the best team of all time i mean you know how hard it is to go a whole season only lose 10 games i do it on the computer all the time <laughs> not lose focus at all I, i'm going with the bulls and again that's going to be a, a popular answer amongst Corey chapman and uh head max head Googs. yeah i'm going lakers after that oh okay. you'll be happy tank will be happy he's a big showtime fan i'll say tank he understands he he went as kurt rambis for three straight halloweens but he, he didn't even mean to 
nice. I went uh, as AC Green uh, uh, for about 10 years. I was just not having sex. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I did a write-up about sports nicknames and him being the 40-year-old virgin, and I said he, he's in the uh, Oregon Sports Hall of Fame, but you know what? He's not in the Doing It Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, he is absolutely not in the Doing It Hall of Fame. <laughs> okay, um, uh, real quick. Um, sexier woman. Who's, all right, okay. Here's a softball. Who's the sexiest on the cast of Golden Girls? That is a softball. That is the sophisticated, sexy B. Arthur, the one and only. Yes. Dorothy's Bornack. Uh, sexiest on 90210. Uh, Jenny Garth. Okay. Um, um, let's see. Salma Hayek or Sofia Vergara? I honestly, I would have said Hayek. Uh, my uh, all the way up until moments earlier when we were recording, and you said. Shoutouts to the mustache and the unibrow, Frida. <laughs> oh, no. And I, I, I can't get that out of my head now, so, so Vergara. Okay. Um, uh, Minka Kelly. I mean, you're not getting shortchanged on the cans either way. Oh, absolutely not. Minka Kelly or Amy Adams. Ooh. Did you see what I did there? I do. I see what you did. What you did was you mentioned the person who is currently playing Lois Lane and who should be Lois Lane, <laughs> and that's Minka Kelly, and that's the answer. All day, every day, Minka Kelly. All right, and let's go with Mrs. Atwell. Mm. You got you have to be uh, proper when you, when you talk about her. Or... Or under, the face of Underscoop Fire, Julie Bowen. Ooh. I'm going to, uh, you know, I got to go Bowen. She is the face of Underscoop Fire. Uh, she has single-handedly redefined the Wife Pretty Hall of Fame by saying on Twitter that if we saw her in real life at 6 a.m., that we'd call it the Wife Heinous Hall of Fame. <laughs> and I cannot overlook that interaction with her although Haley Atwell is awesome and I, I like that you called her Mrs. Atwell because uh, apparently Atwell is not her maiden name she, she's married to Porkchop Sideburns Atwell the robot <laughs> yeah so um, who you get to see often right before you guys uh, uh, slide slide down the uh, the fuck fuck bot pole <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> <sighs> Which, by, by the way, this summer in theaters everywhere, Fuckbot 87. Yes, I cannot wait. Uh, um, I think I think that's it with the rapid fire. I can't think of anything else. Yes, I can. Um, Marvel, char- <laughs> Marvel characters. Uh, top three favorite. Deadpool, number one, hands down. Okay. Uh, Wolverine. And... Uh, See, I want to be cute here and say Gambit, but do I really believe that, or do I just want to be cute and say him because people like him? No, I don't. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck people. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, you know what's funny? I hated Thor for so long because of the rape. You. 
the way he talked and that whole Asgard and the Rainbow Bridge, and I just couldn't get behind that stuff. But now he's he, now he's one of my he's the one that I look forward to in the, like the team up books and the big events. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go Thor. Yeah, he's kind of badass. I don't know what did it if it was the movie or what, but in the last year, I've really done a 188 on the the uh, God of Thunder. Okay. Um. Okay. Mm, best rock band your favorite rock band can I say Zack Attack you can say Zack Attack but will points be deducted well no yeah most most every point will be deducted but you can't say it can I say uh, Jesse and the Rippers I think that is the right answer okay Uh. Because I'm such a Beach Boys cover band. Man. And if you could have any song to play you out of the EDP at this point right now, what would it be? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, maybe a little uh, Jay-Z, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. I'm trying to remember what song that's from. <laughs> oh, my God. What is it? Uh, encore? Yes, that's it. Is it? Yeah. And, well, they and so it shall be done. Uh, encore. Because you know, after this, the fans will be clamoring for a Howard the Deck encore on EDP. Oh yeah, yeah. We have to come back uh, next week.